Welcome back to the Love Your Story podcast. Today, I am bringing you something special. It is a musical treat. I'm here with Katie Lee, who is a singer-songwriter, and we get to listen to two of her full songs, empowering, inspirational, uplifting, and I'm excited to get into this musical episode. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Katie Lee is a special ed preschool teacher and a singer and songwriter. She's originally from Arizona, but she's been living here in Utah for the last 10 years. And she just enjoys performing in whatever capacity she can. So sometimes she's in plays and local acoustic shows. She sings at weddings, retreats, and she just recently held her first religious musical fireside, which is where I saw her and enjoyed her music and contacted her about sharing that with you guys. So she's a lover of people and of bringing light and joy into others' lives. And so she said, yes, let's do this. She loves a good adventure and we are about to embark on the adventure of a podcast. So let's hear some of Katie's work. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Dear Lord, are you there? Can you hear? humble prayer. I need you here beside me through everything. Dear Lord, are you there? Can you hear me in my despair? I need you there to be Today, she's going to share two of her original pieces of music with us. It's a special inspirational music treat today. So Katie, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. First of all, tell us about your music. How did you find your love for music? So it started when I was very young, about the time that I could talk. I started singing. My parents kind of instilled that in me. My dad would have me sit on his knee and sing while my mom played piano. And neither of them are super musical, but they really kind of valued that and thought that that was important and put me in choirs as a kid. That was a big part of my growing up years. And then songwriting didn't really come until college. I got a guitar for Christmas my freshman year, and I had a roommate that was a songwriter, and I was kind of inspired by her and really wanted to try my hand at that. And so I learned three chords on the guitar and just kind of went from there and then really took it to the piano because I was more of a piano player and have been writing for about 14 years now and kind of keep learning along the way and getting better at it each time I try. I love that despite your parents' lack of involvement in the musical scene, that they recognized your own personal talent and helped you develop that. That's awesome. We all come with with just our different set of talents and proclivities. And so it's neat to that they encourage that and also that you've just developed it because you're very talented. Thank you. Well, and strangely enough, all of my siblings are really musical. 
So I guess they just saw something and worked on developing that and it worked. Cool. These songs that you're sharing today, there's two of them. The first one is called God is Aware and the second one is Trust Grace. What do these songs mean to you? I have been a pop singer-songwriter for 14 years, but I always loved religious music and really wanted to dive into that world. But writing religious music takes a lot more effort um, and it's much harder to figure out how to say what you want to say in religious music. And so probably four or five years ago, I really started in that journey. And religious music for me kind of comes spills out of me really quickly. So it can be, you know, something that is said at church and sparks an idea. And so sometimes I'll write a whole song while I'm sitting in a sacrament meeting or something, or if I'm reading the scriptures and something sparks an idea there, I can kind of go from there. These two songs, one of them is kind of based on the story of Peter walking on the water and not allowing fear to stop you, stop your progress. Totally love that. We talk about yeah. that all the time on the podcast. Yeah, it's the best. The other one is that God is aware of everything that you are dealing with and he will create miracles in your life if you're able to allow him to do that in your life. Well, and this one particularly that God is aware struck a note with me because so many of the stories that we share on this podcast are about these spaces where we are fighting the dragons in our stories and we want to feel like God has our back and we don't want to feel alone. We want miracles. And so this God is aware is a really critical point for hope and for trust and faith and all those things that we so badly need every day. And especially when we're trying to get through the hard places. Yeah, absolutely. So did anything happen to you in your life that sort of instigated this transition into writing religious music or it was just you felt the need to inspire? I loved EFY music, especially for youth. It's a church camp for teens, 14 to 18. And I was a counselor for them for seven years as a lifer. Um, (laughs) So I sang a lot of religious music, but I hadn't ever really sat down to write any. And I don't remember what exactly sparked it, but I just knew that that was something that I wanted to do. And I was also in a fireside choir all through college. And so that love of religious music kind of runs deep with me. And so it felt like the more that I tried to sit down and do it, the more God helped me to do it. Mm. And so it's become a lot easier in recent years, just because I feel like I'm showing God that I'm ready for more. That's so cool. And, you know, I love this as part of the, or one of the things that we're constantly talking about on the podcast is how we have this responsibility to live our biggest lives and to create our best life story going forward. And that really is determined by the things that we're naturally drawn toward. And because each person has a different set of skills and a different set of talents, and we're all drawn to different things. But when we stop and become aware of what we're drawn toward, then we can intuitively kind of understand what are, I don't want to say fate or, you know, predestiny or anything like that, but, but I do really, really believe that the things we're naturally drawn toward, the things that wake us up and make us feel alive, the things that we want to do are guiding us. They're serving as the, hey, this is the direction you walk, right? They're, They're serving as the indicators and the signpost as to what we need to do to fulfill and create who we are and who we came to be. So, 
with all of the things you just said, I feel like you're doing that. You're, you know, you're walking with faith and taking this talent and this thing that you love being involved in groups to help develop that talent and then taking that really vulnerable step of, Hey, I'm going to write and I'm going to write the songs. I'm going to write the music and then I'm going to perform it and then I'm going to put it out there and I'm making the world better because I'm living into who I truly am and what makes me feel fulfilled. And that is what writing your best life story is about. And you're doing it. Thank you. I try. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of fear that comes with being vulnerable like that. But once a song is finished for me, I can look at it and think like, I did that. You know, and so many times it's with God's help because I'm very imperfect, but it really, I feel like every step I take in music is reminding me more of who I really am. It's kind of giving me that vision. That's so cool. Thank you for the example. So let's listen to this first song then. God is aware. We came to this earth to learn and grow But making that choice seems like a long time ago We sometimes feel like we didn't ask for A life this hard So we go to our knees and pour out our pleas to Thee Still alone, that God will create 
So Katie, that was a beautiful song. So you wrote the words, right? And you wrote the music. Mm -hmm. Where was the first place you performed it? Because religious music doesn't have a platform to perform other than like a church setting. (laughs) Um, I did perform this one in a sacrament meeting at church. And that was uh, probably a year or two ago. And then I put together this musical fireside that we met at. And I'd been wanting to do a musical fireside for years and years and never knew kind of how to put it together or how to schedule it. And there was just a lot of unknowns that kind of set into my mind and the fear kind of stopped me from doing it. But I just decided earlier this year that it was time I was going to schedule it and figure out the rest from there. (laughs) And it worked out. So <laughs> I love it. Seriously, I'm so proud of you because all of the things you're describing are exactly the things that any of us are dealing with when we're trying to do something new that we haven't done before. This totally. is what it is to live your life on purpose. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> so in that song, I love the words that God will create a miracle for you and that mm-hmm. miracles come every day. Open your heart, open your eyes, and you'll see God's hand in your life. Those are inspirational to me because one of the things that I try to remember, and I actually have this sign on my wall, it says, God's love is like manna and manna comes daily. And that's referring to the Exodus in the Old Testament when Moses took the Israelites out into the desert and there they are and they don't have any food and they don't have any water and Moses prays and they're given you know, every morning God says, I'm going to have manna, it's going to fall like dew and be there on the ground. And you collect what you need for the day. And that story, when I apply it to myself and when I see how that works, it to me, what it really means is that if I'm looking every day, I am going to find pieces of God's love out there to help me do what I want to do and to see and know that He's there supporting me. And so that story of manna and looking for miracles and that miracles come and that God's hand is in our lives. That's a really important thing for the way I live and finding courage in my own life. Absolutely. Well, and I love the idea that it came every day. They had to search for that every day. And I think the more we open our eyes to what God has done for us, the more we begin to see Him in our lives. So I think it's really easy to just go about our day. And if things are good or if things are really hard, just to forget to look. But if we take that time to sit down and ponder, turn our phones off, write things down, um, it just helps us to really open our eyes to see what God has done. I couldn't agree more. And that's where we come into this idea of the gratitudes and the gratitude journal and every morning taking some time to, you know, what are three things that I'm grateful for this morning or what are 10 things and taking space to see the miracles and the support and the great things that are going on, especially in those times when it feels like it's dark and like things aren't working out. That's an awesome time to start looking for that manna. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I've been keeping a gratitude journal for the last few months and I'm terrible at journaling, but I just decided that I was going to write down three things that I was grateful for each day right before I sit down to do scripture study. So I do that at the end of the day. And it really has focused my scripture study and my ability to be able to see good things that are happening for the day. Last night, I wrote down tacos is one of the things that I was grateful for. Nice. So simple. <laughs> right. like, what would a world be without tacos? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. Would it? <laughs> so moving on to the second song, it's called Trust Grace. 
Tell me about some of your personal trials and how this song has helped you. The idea was kind of don't allow fear to stop you and allow the power of Jesus Christ into your life. So something that I have struggled with for my whole life is that I'm obsessive compulsive disorder called trichotillomania, which is a hair pulling disorder. And I've had it since I was about two years old. And it was something that I had kind of accepted as part of my life and didn't really think that I would be able to overcome it. And obviously, I believe in the atonement of Jesus Christ, but I never had been able to overcome that. And so there was just this piece of me that felt like I couldn't really access the full power of the atonement. And about a year and a half ago, I really wanted to figure out how to overcome that. And so this song came kind of right before that journey started. And it was just that reminder to me that if we trust in the power of Jesus Christ and do everything in our mortal possibilities, you know, going to therapy, asking for others' help, and doing all of those things that we can access the power of Jesus Christ in whatever way we need to, and He can help us overcome even things that seem completely impossible to us. So you're saying the way that you access the atonement is to do all that you can do and then pray for what? Pray that He'll help you accomplish what you want to accomplish? I don't think that we have to do everything and then God steps in. I think He steps in during every walk when we get out of that boat, you know, and we walk that path. But I think showing Him that I was willing to do my part really allowed God to walk with me in that. Because before it was like I was just asking Him to do all of the work and I wasn't putting forth any effort. And so how do you know that He did? any of the work and that it wasn't just your work getting therapy and that type of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't have that many skills. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, I had struggled with this for 30 years and joined a support group online with it. And so many of those women have been struggling with it for that long and still haven't had any success. And it, I mean, it's one of those conditions that really a lot of times does not go away. And so just seeing every day that I was able to overcome that a little bit more showed me that it was not my power alone. There's no way that I would have been able to do it by myself and have lasting change without God. I think it may have been temporary, but I don't think it would have been lasting. Got it. That's wonderful. So Trust Grace is the name of this song. What is grace to you? And you don't have to answer that right now. Let's listen to the song. And after it's over, I want to hear that. Awesome. Seems like the world is falling apart And no one knows where to start If we could just see with more than our eyes We might see that light It's more than what's in front of us and more than what's behind It's who we choose to focus on in our lives are crashing down around us we can't see a way out he can calm the storms in you and me he can help you see that you can walk upon the waves don't trust your fears 
just grace Sometimes you have to walk into the dark to know what you believe Just keep walking and don't look down The master of ocean and seas will give you down around us we can't see a way out he can calm the storms in you and me he can help you see that you can walk upon the waves don't trust your Katie, the words in that song, be of good cheer, don't trust your fear, trust grace, walk out in faith, you can walk upon the waves. I love those. I love those. So back to the original question before the song, what do you think grace is? Grace to me, I feel like is an under understood concept. And grace is the enabling power of Jesus Christ in your life. So essentially, you're taking on some of his attributes, and he is making you more than you would be without him. In this song, I talk a lot about kind of the idea of Peter getting out of the boat and then walking on the water. And for me, what that means is getting out of my comfort zone, doing something that may be hard and waiting upon God to do what he needs to do to help me accomplish whatever is his will. You know, one of the things that I love about that story of Peter walking on the water is, you know, that's interesting to talk about is oftentimes it's the focus of, hey, Peter got out and then his faith faltered and he sunk and it's more of a negative take. But I think the real beauty of that particular story is, number one, the fact that Peter had the guts and the faith to step out in the first place. You know, I mean, there'd just been a, a big storm and you're doing something that's supposed to be impossible. This is where we find ourselves a lot, at least I do. And I think anybody that's trying to live and do things out of their comfort zone and, you know, learn new things and contribute, 
We find ourselves every day trying to do things that we haven't done before if we're stretching, right? And in that stretch, we do things we haven't done. And when we're doing things we haven't done, we're bound to make mistakes. You know, we're not perfect coming out of the shoot on anything. In fact, I think we have to accept that we're going to suck because we haven't done it before, you know? Absolutely. So he steps out on the water. And then when he starts to sink, he reaches out to God, which is where we find ourselves, you know, whatever your belief in God or the power that supports you, when you get to that space of, I have done, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm stepping out. And then when you start to sink, you reach out, I need help, help me back up. And then that supportive power helps you to stand up and try again. And, you know, with Brene Brown and her very popular and commonly used phrase, which we use all the time on the podcast, which is, you know, you get in the arena, the people who are living are getting in the arena. And when they fall, when they get pushed down, when, you know, when they're in the middle of that battle, they stand back up again. And that's the same story with Peter walking on the water. I just love that he got out of the boat. I actually listened to a a fireside a few days ago, and they talked about how Christ comes between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. during that time. And obviously, electricity wasn't invented, so it was dark, and it was in the middle of a storm. So Christ was probably looking like a terrifying you know, creature bobbing up and down in the water. So this is a terrifying time. You know, They've been in this storm for a long time, and still Peter had enough faith to get out of the water even though he may have sunk in this storm. But he knew the Savior, and he wanted to go to him. And so he was willing to put forth that effort, regardless he, he trusted. of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He trusted. He implemented that faith that was a part of his soul. And Christ caught him. He reached out. And yeah. this is the space that you know, you're talking about. But I love that you've created a song to remind us of this. And I hope that the listeners will go back and listen to both of these songs as much as you need and as much as you want. I kind of feel bad that these beautiful songs have only been, you know, played in one of your church meetings and mm-hmm. in the fireside because they really are beautiful and they people need to have more access to them. <laughs> They're great creations. Thank you. So that being said, I'm going to have links in the show notes to both of these songs so you can go in, download them, and find them. Tell us where they're at if people want to look for them. I have posted them to a site called Noise Trade, and you just put in your email and it will let you download those links. Cool. Um, where else can they find them? On iTunes? and These songs are not available on iTunes yet, although I may put them up there, but I do have lots of other music. I did come out with a church gospel CD, a about a year and a half ago. So there's like 10 songs there. What's um, the name of that? Ooh, it is called <laughs> um, Hold On Strong. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Been a well, minute. <laughs> Katie, thanks for sharing your music with us. And we'll have links to these in the show notes so people can access your music. And thank you awesome. for living into your best life and showing us how it's done. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Love Your Story podcast today. We're excited in 2019 to do some new things on our episodes, like bring you this full musical episode and hope that you enjoyed it. Share it with people who could benefit from these songs and find inspiration and empowerment because that's what we're all about, living our best life stories on purpose and inspiring ourselves and others to be able to do what we need to do. Hey, you can access the links on the website, www.loveyourstorypodcast.com. And as always, there's 
all the episodes were well over 120 now. And every single one of them have inspirational stories and concepts for living your best life story. A little bit of inspiration every day while you're walking the dog or commuting or doing laundry. So listen in. And if you want your Love Your Story t-shirt, you can order it off the website. And there's the classes, the online courses, the five steps to reframing your story, and also the 21 Life Connection Challenges that help you live bigger and better, creating more possibility and more connection in your life every day. All of that's available on the website. Love to hear from you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week.